Let us be attentive. Your Lord should keep us and preserve us. Save me, O Lord, for the godly man has failed. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, see with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make good showing in the flesh that would compel you to be circumcised, and not only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who receive circumcision do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. But far be it from me to glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. Peace and mercy be upon all who walk by this rule, upon the Israel of God. Henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brethren, amen. Peace be unto you who read. arise, let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be unto all. Reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Let us be attentive. said this parable. The land of a rich man brought forth plentifully, and he thought to himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, You have ample goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. As Jesus said these things, he cried out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear.
Good morning. Once, when I was about five years old, I remember being in our backyard with some of the kids in the neighborhood. I was standing by a tree in our backyard when I told the girl who was our neighbor something to the fact that the tree we were standing near was my tree. The neighbor girl, Colleen, I still remember her name, who was older than I, quickly corrected me and said something like, that's not your tree, that's God's tree. (laughs) I've never forgotten her words, that's not your tree, that's God's tree. Is anything really our own? It's funny how, as a little child, I learned such an important theological lesson that nothing we have really is our own. All is given to us by God. In today's gospel lesson, we read a parable about a rich farmer. He was so rich, he didn't have enough room to store all the surplus crops he enjoyed from his bountiful fields, which is almost kind of unheard of then. In fact, he considered making larger barns to hold his great bounty. Remember what he said? I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. Later, the parable infers, he would soon die. Our own Father Anthony Cuneris commented on this passage. I would like to share some of his words on this passage. He wrote, The tragedy was not in the man's death, for he would have had to die regardless. The tragedy was having to go before he found out what life was all about. Father Anthony went on to outline four mistakes the rich farmer made. The first mistake was he tried to satisfy his soul with material things such as e- and goods and eating and drinking and merrymaking. The second mistake the second mistake was he deceived himself into believing he really owned those crops, and that money. He forgot that God was the real owner of all his wealth. His third mistake was he completely ignored his obligations to his fellow men, not realizing how he could have helped others. And the fourth mistake, according to Father Anthony, the fourth mistake was the rich farmer planned amply for future here on earth, but made no provision for eternity. He lived only for this world. 
Father Anthony also related the following true story about a family who became rich. This family's problems are similar to the man in today's parable. The man who became rich said, Before we had all our possessions, we slept soundly and never worried about thieves. Now we have so many things, we don't get much sleep. We worry about burglars stealing all of our goodies. We now realize we don't really own these things we have acquired. They own us. They require us to spend the majority of our time working to pay for them. The rest of our time is spent worrying about how to protect them. If, by chance, we have any time left over, we spend it by getting our things fixed. My wife and I seldom have time for each other. Our children are young strangers in our house. We never have time for good books, long walks, or fireside chats. And for some reason, we seldom find time to be thankful. We are too busy with our things. They are in control. It sounds like that family became possessed by their possessions. But at least they realized it and hopefully changed. Is this not often the case with us? That we too often, we become possessed by our own possessions. We become slaves to the pursuit of gaining and maintaining our possessions. What about the rich farmer in the parable? Christ said of him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. What a great warning to us. We need to be rich towards God by helping the poor and the church. Our Lord, being completely fair, has repeatedly given us warnings that are recorded in the Bible. He has given us repeated warnings against loving riches rather than loving God and our neighbors. He has given us repeated warnings to remember that our goods, our money, our possessions are not our own, but belong to God. You might say that God is very materialistic. God cares about what we do with our material possessions. God is watching to see if we use them for his glory or for our own selfish aims. Our souls may be required of us at any moment, as our Lord has warned us. Knowing these things, Let us make savings deposits in our heavenly savings account by helping the poor and the church. We can store up treasures in heaven and be rich towards God quite simply by sharing our material possessions 
with the poor. We have ample outlets here at St. Mary's to do that by financially supporting various organizations like IOCC, Focus, Simpson House, Joy Food Sh- Food, Joyce Food Shelf, Harvest Pack, and many other community organizations that our are, that are community supports. We can also make deposits into our heavenly savings accounts and be rich towards God by helping the church too. For example, at St. Nicodemus Greek Orthodox Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, there were two brothers whom I knew and whom God had blessed abundantly in the material sense. As the church sanctuary was being, being built there 12 years ago, and when I was a youth director there, each brother, each brother gave a million dollars each to build the church. But, but more remarkable, I think, than this was that one of the brothers whose townhouse I had visited was rather humble. It was a three-bedroom townhouse with a small yard. He lived there with his wife and two youngest children. There was no extra room, no guest room. It was about uh, about 1,300 square feet in size. This man who gave a million dollars to build a church didn't seem to be possessed by his possessions, but rather he gave self-sacrificially. He contributed to his heavenly savings account. He was striving, he was striving to be rich towards God. St. Cyril of Alexandria, when he preached on today's gospel lesson 1,600 years ago, said the person who is rich towards God loves not, does not love wealth, but virtue rather. He loves virtue. And to whom a few things there are enough. And those, and whose hand is open to the needs of the poor. Comforting the sorrows of those in poverty according to his needs, his means, and to the utmost of his power. It is he who gathers in the storehouses that are above and lays up treasures in heaven. Let us then remember that our things are not ours, but God's. God is watching to see what we are going to do with them. Let us not be possessed by our own possessions, but rather... Let us make savings deposits in our heavenly savings account and be rich towards God by giving to the poor and to the church. Amen. Amen.